the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump has not yet decided whether to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital or whether to proceed immediately in moving the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to the Holy City. There is criticism this afternoon for the Federal Bureau of Investigation on Twitter. President Trump's Sunday morning tweets focus on a veteran FBI counterintelligence agent who was removed from special counsel Robert Mueller's team investigating Russian election meddling. A person familiar with the matter says agent Peter Strozik had exchanged text messages that could be seen as anti-Trump. A Mueller spokesman says Strozik was removed over the summer immediately after allegations surfaced. In his tweets, the president says the FBI's reputation is in tatters, worst in history. The president also retweeted a suggestion that FBI Director Chris Wray needs to clean house. Ben Thomas, Washington. More details at srnnews.com. Larry Elder says the Democrats are in a tailspin. I've never seen Democrats on their heels like this since the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Because what Harvey Weinstein is alleged to have done is no different than what Bill Clinton is alleged to have done. Hillary still has not been asked, what about you, Hillary? Hillary has never been asked that yet, but she will have to be asked that. These Democrats don't know what to do now. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The second half of the best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is coming up next. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. So go nowhere. But first... From the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, here's a quick look at your forecast. Today, a high of 50 degrees and partly sunny skies. A high of 54 and rain likely through most of Monday. And a high all the way down to 21 with a good chance of snow for Tuesday. Stay tuned. It's the NAR with Brad Carlson right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Bye for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4466. Is that the right studio line? Oh, never mind. 651-289-4488. 651-289-4488. That is the correct studio line. You can also text your comments or questions at 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, and as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. And as is often the case when we are uh, here on Sunday afternoon, looking back at the week in news, always a lot to cover, particularly in the uh, Donald Trump administration. And uh, whenever there are some big national news stories taking place, uh, we always appreciate the contributions of this show's official political wonk. That would be Matt Makoviak, Matt, a uh, Republican political strategist. And, of course, you can catch his fine work in podcasting as well. Just check it out, MacOnPolitics.com. That's Mac, M-A-C-K, MacOnPolitics.com. Typically, he posts a podcast once every uh, week or so and uh, gets some heavy hitters on there. Uh, on the podcast, that is for sure. Just in the last uh, few months alone, you've had the likes of uh, Rick Santorum, uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, MSNBC's Chris Hayes. So Matt is a uh, very uh, non-part or uh, very bipartisan, I should say, in his uh, guest lineup. Some heavy hitters, like I said. So be sure to check that out, MacOnPolitics.com. And uh, as always, we are honored to welcome to the broadcast 
Matt Makoviak. Uh, Matt, good to have you on the show today. How are you? Hey, Brad, I'm doing great. Happy Sunday. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I got a couple of uh, big news items to go over. Obviously, the one of the bigger news items that took place late uh, Friday night, eh, bled into early, early Saturday morning, is the Senate passed their version of the uh, Tax tax Reconciliation Act, a uh, long-awaited tax form. It's now going to go to conference committee with the House in order to draft a final version to send to President Trump's desk. Uh, as expected, no Democrats uh, voted for this particular package, and you made the point in a Washington Times piece earlier uh, last week, Matt Bukowiak, that uh, the Democrats, before really anything was even drafted or put forth, they were already coming out with the uh, 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 proverbial chanting points of people will die and they're going to uh, uh, lower taxes on the rich and the backs of the middle class. Uh, maybe, if, Matt, if you could do us a favor and uh, separate out the uh, hyperbole from the facts of this <laughs> final package and uh, obviously where we go from here. Yeah, sure. So, um, look, I think uh, if you step back for a second, um, you know, this is a, obviously a significant accomplishment. Now, it's not a done deal, but it, sure. it, it makes it highly likely that it will be a done deal in the next two or three weeks, certainly by the end of the year. Right. Um, you know, well, look, I think there are, there are differences between the House and Senate bills. They have to reconcile them. I think one bill makes the individual cuts permanent right away. The other bill makes the, the, the individual cuts temporary. There's different uh, ways that they handle pass-through entities. There's, uh, I think, maybe different uh, levels of uh, generosity towards t- child tax credits. So there, there are some sort of differences, but they'll work through them. There's enough momentum now. I think it would be unlikely that you would vote uh, yes on the first bill and no on the conference bill. I mean, there could be a handful of people that do it, depending on if their favorite thing gets gets changed. But, sure. but look, I, <clears throat> I think um, a couple things. I think number one, I'd say 75% of what's in either bill is something that has been has had bipartisan support over the last you know decade. Sure. Um, there are a lot of ideas in, in these in both of these bills, the House and Senate bills, that do have bipartisan support. Whether it's cutting the corporate tax rate, whether it's increasing the child tax credit, whether it's increasing uh, the standard deduction, I mean, you can go down the list. Um, now, you know, I think that the Democrats have made a political calculation, Brad that they they were going to oppose this thing no matter what right. uh, because because their base is requiring that right now you cannot work with Trump no matter what he does or what resistance he says. right Matt McCoyak resistance or yeah. something yeah <laughs> yeah it's the resistance um, but you know and so you know I, I I made the point in the Washington Times column my, my weekly Washington Times column that that I think that there's you know two primary reasons why Democrats oppose this apart from just uh, you know, reflexively opposing anything Trump wants to do. I think number one, this is going to reduce the power of government, mm. and that is uh, a fundamental uh, something the Democrats fundamentally oppose. Uh, but second, I think that that in spite of their chicken little predictions about about how the bill will affect you know life on Earth, um, I think they're actually not worried about it failing. I think they're worried it will succeed. Mm. Um, I really do. I really do think that's the case, and. Whether you look at the Joint uh, Taxation Committee or the Congressional Budget Office, uh, both of them say that the bill can pay for itself if you have, uh, in one bill it said, it said 0.2% more economic growth than, than what is currently projected. The other said 0.4% more economic growth. Either way, it, you're not talking about significantly more economic growth that you need to, to, to literally wipe out the $1.4 trillion in new deficit uh, that it creates over 10 years. So I look at the end of the day, the, the, the Republicans are placing a, a pretty big bet here. I think there's no, there's no question about that. If this bill doesn't work, if it doesn't raise wages, if it doesn't create new jobs, if it doesn't bring economic growth uh, consistently and sustainably over 3% over the short and perhaps medium term, um, I think Republicans will pay a political price for, for taking uh, this approach. Um, I think that they are all, you know, basically putting a lot of their political capital, uh, you know, if you imagine it being chips on a poker table, they're putting it towards the middle and they're saying, we believe this is going to work. We believe the corporate tax cut is significant and that it's, you're going to see uh, more investment uh, from these from these large companies, but also from, from smaller or medium-sized companies. The fact that you're going to see average <clears throat> taxpayers uh, uh, with more money in their pockets beginning in January when they're withholding amount 
is decreased and they have more money in their take-home pay. Uh, the fact that you're doubling the number of people that are in the 0% federal tax rate because you're you, by doubling the child, excuse me, by doubling the standard deduction, mm-hmm. uh, you are going to basically double the number of people that will pay zero in federal income tax. So, and there's other 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 things that are important, but at the end of the day, what's going to matter is not what predictions people made or what people said or or what language they used. It's going to matter whether the thing works or not. Whether you know, broadly speaking, uh, the country believes it was a good thing uh, and it helped uh, the economy grow more quickly. One indisputable positive, at least from my perspective, of a Trump presidency, because I, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't all that enthusiastic about the potential of a Trump administration when he was elected a year ago, but. A couple of indisputable positives, Matt Mikoviak, is the left has now discovered an appreciation for one separation of powers. And now, as we see through this tax reform fight, uh, they're suddenly concerned about deficits, Matt Mikoviak, as you alluded to, $1.4 trillion over uh, uh, 10 years. So uh, have the Democrats all of a sudden become unwitting proponents for uh, entitlement reform, spending cuts here, Matt Mikoviak? Brave new world, in my opinion. <laughs> It is. It is a brave new world. Uh, maybe, maybe now they've discovered how mathematics and simple budgeting uh, work. Um, I, you know, I do. I do share uh, budget concerns, and I think that some of the Republicans, particularly in the Senate, that voiced concerns about the deficits uh, increase in the Senate bill. I think we're being responsible. Um, they, they looked at different ways to try to do that. They looked at a trigger. They looked at some other things that I think would have been probably unwise. If you have a trigger that raises taxes if the bill doesn't work, then in a recession you'd have taxes go up, and that's not something that would make any sense. Sure. And so ultimately Bob Corker tried to, to jam that in at the end, and he got blocked, and he kind of threw a little temper tantrum and voted against the bill. But other, every other Republican voted for it. That's why they had 51 votes and didn't need the vice president to break the tie. But sure, you're right that, um, that, that you know, in, in a funny way, the, the Democrats – uh, have basically two arguments about the bill, right? One is the deficit argument, which they aren't really making from a place of, of credibility, right. uh, given that, that, that Obama doubled the, the national debt in eight years from $10 trillion to $20 trillion. And if you look at what Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or any of the Democrats are proposing, they, they don't care about deficits or the debt. Um, but, but the other argument they're making is, is that this it, you know, inordinately benefits the wealthy. Um, that's an argument they use against almost any Republican policy proposal on any issue. Um, and so that is ultimately uh, going to be, you know, going to have to be analyzed in terms of how this thing ultimately works. Uh, I think they decided, Republicans decided, they wanted to cut everyone's taxes. Sure. Um, but I saw an analysis uh, done by Chris Edwards of the Cato Institute that showed that the two uh, tax groups that benefited the most were. Uh, I think it was forty to fifty thousand dollar earners and fifty to seventy five thousand dollar earners. They were the two groups that had, as a percentage of their wealth, the, the largest benefits. So, um, I, but look, at the end of the day, the reason that, that 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 quote wealthy people are going to get any benefit is because many of them operate uh, pass through entities, right? LLCs and, and other types of organizations, sure. and so they're taxed on the individual side. They're not taxed on taxed on the corporate side. At the end of the day, look, uh, you know, poor people don't create jobs. Right, you, you, you're never going to be hired by a poor person. Um, wealthy people do, can create jobs; they have capital that they can deploy uh, into situations and into other companies, uh, into industries, into research, uh, into infrastructure. You name it. Uh, and so, I think what the Republicans try to do here is they really try to balance two things. One, they wanted to uh, have this benefit the middle class, have everyone see uh, see more take home pay, and I think I think people are going to start to see that in January, and then and those people are going to to quickly realize that the, the things that Democrats were saying about the bill weren't true because they're going to see more money in their in their paychecks. But the second thing they were trying to do is get to a higher economic growth uh, uh, level for, for, the, for the country. We cannot, as a country, stay in the 1.5% to 2% economic growth range. Uh, all of our problems become far bigger when we're in that situation. If we're at 3, 3.5%, 4%, which uh, we were in three were in three percent the first two quarters of this year under the Trump uh, Trump uh, policies. So if we can continue to do that over the next year year or two or even three years, uh, things are going to get much much better. And yes, in fact, the bill will begin to pay for itself. Were you uh, a, a little bit surprised uh, regarding some? I mean, look, just kind of looking ahead to 2018, Matt. Some vulnerable. Senate Democrats, particularly Heidi yep. Heitkamp in, in North Dakota and Joe Manchin in West Virginia, Claire McCaskill in Missouri, uh, that perhaps they could mitigate uh, their uh, reelection prospects by showing some support for this bill. Were you surprised that 
at least they didn't uh, broach the possibility of uh, of supporting this or um are they are are they pretty well uh, firmly entrenched in their reelection prospects? I know a lot can happen in a year, so who's to say? But I would think that in some states where Trump won big, where there are Democrats that are up for election in 2018, they would at least, from a political standpoint, try to uh, look more seriously at this. And I didn't hear much of anything from any of those three that I mentioned. No, that's exactly right. And you know, I I think right now those Democrats don't feel vulnerable. Okay. Um, they're they're just not moving in Trump's direction, and I think if you had of it, I think it's a reasonable criticism of the Trump White House uh, to to question why they've been unable to move moderate Democrats in their direction, particularly those vulnerable senators that you identified. Um, at the end of the day, I think those Democrats are more worried about primarying, getting primaried in their states than they are about general elections right now. Okay. Um, I, I am surprised. I did see, I forget who it was. There was one Republican senator on television uh, Thursday or Friday who, who said he thought once it was clear they had enough votes to pass the bill, that a couple Democrats might, at the very end of the vote, vote for it. Uh, and that could have included, sure, Manchin is probably in the most danger given that Trump won West Virginia by something like 39 percent. But Heitkamp certainly is in danger as well. I think Trump won North Dakota by 15 or 20 percent. And then Donnelly in Indiana obviously uh, would be in that would be in that group. Tester, Montana, you know, would be in that group. Um, McCaskill of of Missouri absolutely would be in that group. I think he won uh, Missouri by 10 or 11 percent. So, yeah, I mean, there's five Democrats there that can't, uh, you know, that, that, that have nothing that they can do that makes it look like they were truly by bipartisan uh, since Trump came into office. Now that, you know, who knows, maybe they can find something they can support. But at the end of the day, uh, they, they're going to have to argue that a tax cut's a bad thing. And and those arguments are going to be harder to make if the bill works. Now, again, if the bill does not work, uh, if if people don't see more money or if, if the economy somehow stagnates in some way over the next year or so, uh, that would be very bad for Republicans. And right. I think they are they're in real risk right now of of losing their majority in the House. Democrats have to win a net of 24 seats. That mm-hmm. is doable. Yep. It would have to be a big year for them to do that. Uh, but given that, that Trump is in the mid-30s right now, there's huge questions about Russia. Uh, and and overall, I think his, his administration has been somewhat chaotic. That's all contributing. And, of course, the Congress hadn't done anything of substance. But this tax reform now changes that narrative, right? This is a major, major accomplishment. They've got to get it over the line in the next three weeks before the end of the year. As long as they do that, they will have a big accomplishment. It's going to give them uh, some some real momentum going into early next year to see what else they can accomplish before everyone starts running for re-election. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. We are here with uh, National Political Wonka, Matt Makoviak. You can also reach out via Twitter at hashtag NARN for any comments or questions regarding show content. Uh, when we come back on the other side uh, with Matt, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Michael Flynn guilty plea. He, the former NSA director in the Trump administration, uh, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280, The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment, now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Life is expensive. Having a second income now and through retirement will allow you to live life the way you want and avoid being married to your job. In just a few hours a week, you can learn the skills to profit from trading and investing by using our proven rules-based strategy at Online Trading Academy. We focus on low-risk, high-reward trades that mirror the tools Wall Street uses to make that second income so you never outlive your retirement dollars while providing you life's most precious asset, time. 
Let's get you on a path to financial freedom, allowing you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in today. Here to take your calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N, for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. Talked in the first segment with National Political Walk Matt McCoviak regarding the Senate tax reform package passed late Friday night, early Saturday morning. I want to switch gears now to the story of a uh, former Trump administration official uh, agreeing to plead guilty to lying to the FBI. That is former Trump administration National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Uh, it was Friday where he pled guilty to lying to the FBI regarding his conversations with Russia's ambassador to the United States. Uh, Flynn, who is reportedly cooperating with the investigation of special counsel Robert Mueller, is uh, or did plead guilty in federal district court in Washington to a one count criminal information. Uh, Matt, as this uh, particular news came out, you had the obligatory uh, cackling with glee by some uh, media members who are just so anxious to uh, uh, bring some sort of uh, substantive collusion charge or some sort of substantive charge anyways against the Trump administration. Um, But this one, this just doesn't quite seem to fit the bill as we've later learned. Uh, This was uh, done while, uh, NSA director to be Mueller was uh, during the transition in late December after Trump was elected, but before the inauguration. And one of the uh, false statements was uh, Flynn had indicated that uh, he uh, did not have a conversation with a Russian ambassador regarding possibly moderating their response to pre- then President Obama's sanctions. I guess the obvious question is, Matt McCoviak, why would Flynn feel the need to lie about something like that? I mean, this is protocol where incoming administrations are going to talk to foreign governments, but unless I'm missing something, this seems to be kind of a benign conversation here. Well, that's a good question, and, uh, you know, particularly after the election. I mean, during the transition, you're discussing, you know, what you might do when you take office. Sure. Um, You know, if if it was before the election, if you're saying, you know, help the campaign and then we'll, we'll be more likely to reduce sanctions as part of the Magnitsky mm-hmm. Act. I mean, that, that would clearly be illegal. That would be uh, getting, receiving something of value from, from a foreign government. So I, I don't understand why he lied. Look, uh, Michael Flynn, I think at one time, was a more widely respected uh, person when he led the Defense Intelligence Agency. He clearly had a very illustrious military career. That said, I think he uh, he's had a, a, a bad couple of years, actually. Um, he never should have been national security advisor. I think that's not even a debatable point uh, at this stage. And what's really interesting to me, Brad, is that he has he has liability far beyond lying to the FBI. He has liability on foreign lobbying uh, without disclosing it. Um, perhaps foreign lobbying during the during the transition. He has some type of involvement in, in this potential kidnap plot uh, on behalf of the Turkish government uh, for the 
uh, cleric that's based in Pennsylvania that the Turkish government wants to, I guess, bring to justice or bring bring charges against. So he he has a range of problems, and his son report, allegedly has some problems potentially as well. And so right. I think they really had him uh, in a really tight spot. And obviously, once you lie to the feds, uh, once you make that terrible mistake, which never turns out well, um, they really do have you. Um, and so what's not clear to me is, look, lying to the feds is, is a serious charge that has, I think, a five-year maximum um, prison sentence. Yep. But, but you know, given everything he could have potentially been charged with, uh, to have only one, one charge there mm-hmm. of lying, yep. one felony charge, is in the grand scheme of things not everything it could have been. So I, one of the things that's very hard to know is I, I, I watch television all day Friday, like I'm sure you did, just trying to see what was being reported. There were really smart people saying this is nothing. This doesn't mean anything because Flynn wasn't charged for the more serious things. And then there were other analysts saying, uh, well, they didn't do that because they want to make sure he continues to cooperate. And so they can always charge him with more if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't fully cooperate. So I don't know what to make of it. One thing I will point out, which I think is important, is you still don't have an underlying crime. Right. Okay. You have two people who lie to the feds, Papadopoulos, who was an in- insignificant figure, and Flynn, who was obviously not an insignificant figure. And then you have uh, lobbying problems that predated the campaign for Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. You don't have anything in terms of foreign influence in the election or financial crimes um, or you know, collusion, which isn't even, I think, technically illegal in terms of statute. I don't even know what a collusion charge would look like. Right. Um, but so, so anyway, that said, I don't want to, I don't want to pretend like Friday was a good day for the Trump White House. I don't think it was. Yep. Uh, the question now is, what is, what information does Flynn have? Uh, who, who can he hurt? Um, my guess is he can hurt Jared Kushner or mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. or maybe someone else. I doubt. I still doubt. That President Trump is directly going to be implicated in this based on what we know right now. But I can say this with, with confidence. Bob Mueller knows a hell of a lot more than anyone thinks he knows right now. Uh, he's had foreign governments uh, uh, cooperating. You know, he, he's talked to so many more people at such greater length than anyone realizes, conducted far more interviews, has far more access to documents. Um, look, part of the reason they know Flynn lied about the meeting, is, I believe, is because a FISA warrant was in place under the Obama administration. Right. During that time, uh, they believed that Flynn was a, was effectively uh, had been turned into a foreign agent, um, and so anyway, there's there's obviously a lot 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 to get into there. Uh, I don't obviously it was not a good day uh, for for the Trump White House. Whether it means you know this is the beginning of the end, I'm not convinced of that. But I do think there's increased uh, concern or liability for whoever Flynn is going to now give up, whether that's. Jared Kushner, Donald Trump Jr., or someone else out there, Carter Page, I don't know who who it could be. But I think we're likely to see more people ultimately get charged or indicted over the next, you know, three or six months rather than than, than no one else uh, be implicated. And, of course, uh, uh, Donald Trump himself, uh, (laughs) I'd have to ascertain, has probably got to be a nightmare client for any attorney because we remember a few months ago, however long ago, where he basically conceded to, yeah, he was hopeful that— uh, he, when he said to then FBI Director James Comey, hoping he could let this go because Flynn is a good guy, and then he comes out with a tweet this past week saying uh, that uh, Flynn should demand immunity, or maybe that was a tweet from a few months ago. I'm losing track now that uh, Flynn should demand immunity over this witch hunt, and then recently saying, "Well, we fired him because he lied to the FBI and lied to the Vice President." I mean, he's really contradicting himself in a lot of these tweets, and it it certainly isn't helping the case. I mean, there may be nothing there, but Trump sure is stoking a fire where maybe there doesn't necessarily need to be one. Matt McGoviak. No question. Um, I, I understand his desire to use Twitter to get around the media filter, to engage his followers, to engage his base. Uh, he does it more than I would. He does mm-hmm. it in bolder ways than I would. But, you know, I've I've obviously made a mistake here or there on Twitter in my life as well. <laughs> but what I would say is, as it relates to his legal strategy, tweeting about this case makes literally no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's it's actually harmful yes. to his case to his case from a legal standpoint. Now, he may he may remain. It sounds like uh, Ty Cobb, his sort of lead attorney, has pretty well convinced him that he that he is not in any direct legal danger, and that this thing is likely to be wrapped up in terms of the president's potential liability by the end of the year. Now, I think Flynn flipping and now cooperating probably extends the deadline for how much longer this thing is going to go. Uh, but 
but so you know maybe they, they maybe they still feel like the president is not directly uh, at, at risk here. Uh, I still haven't seen anything uh, that would make me think he should have any any real personal concern. But you, you know you can imagine some scenarios here. Let's play this out, right, Brad? If if Jared Kushner's indicted or is charged, don't you think that, that there's going to be tremendous pressure uh, and tremendous I think feeling on his behalf? To pardon his son-in-law, pressure from Ivanka, pressure sure. from other family members, yeah. and and the pardon power. It is true that the pardon power is unlimited uh, in terms of how it's how it is des- uh, described, uh, but it was never intended. I think most legal scholars agree it was never intended to be something that a president could use to benefit their family. Right. So there, there's that, there's the risk of what that would ha- of what would happen in that kind of circumstance. The same would be true for Donald Trump Jr. So I think to me that's the greater risk to the president is Jared or so, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Matt. We only got about yeah. five seconds to go, but we Sorry. appreciate your time yep. as always, brother. We'll catch up with you soon. When you need a service for your home or business, you know you can trust our advertising partners here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Blue Ox Heating and Air Business of the Week gives you an opportunity to get to know these companies a little bit better. So tune in weekdays at 9.04 a.m. and 6.04 p.m. to the Patriot Business of the Week, brought to you by Blue Ox Heating and Air. For quality heating and air services and products, go online to GoBlueOx.com. If you're a CPAP user, soap and water cleaning may leave harmful bacteria, viruses, and mold that can make you sick. That alone will keep you up at night. Until now, SoClean.com is the world's first and only automated, hands-free CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. SoClean kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs without soap, water, harsh chemicals, or even equipment disassembly. And now you can try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-960-4646. SoClean changed the CPAP experience for the better. My health has improved. It's simple to use, and I'm not worried about infections. SoClean's revolutionary design makes it easy to clean your CPAP and protect you against CPAP-related illnesses. Plus, SoClean works with all popular CPAP devices to clean them in minutes. It really is that easy. Don't risk your health. Call SoClean.com now to try it risk-free for 30 days. Call 1-800-960-4646. This offer won't last. Call now, 800-960-4646. 800-960-4646. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own financial fortitude and investing for success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eight, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Thanks for tuning into the broadcast. As I said, I am closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM fourteen forty, the Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show every Saturday from nine to eleven a.m. and replayed Sundays nine to eleven a.m. on that same station. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg is heard on these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot, every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I am the closer, closing out programming every Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
And I want to apologize to our political wonk, Matt McCoviak, those horrible hard breaks that hit 30 after. Uh, it was my fault. Uh, I looked at the clock and I said, eh, we got less than two minutes, but I really am curious about his perspective on this. And then, of course, it takes more than a couple of minutes to, to go into. But uh, uh, we appreciate Matt McCoviak's time, as always. Always very generous with his time, by the way, and uh, we, we appreciate that. Uh, kind of sense a theme here. Uh, it is a Mattapalooza, I guess you could say, on the broadcast today, as uh, we're honored at this time to welcome via telephone Minnesota uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate uh, Matt Dean. Matt's about one of about five Eh, six, maybe seven uh, Republican candidates attempting to secure the nomination for the Republican uh, race for the Republican nominee in the 2018 Minnesota gubernatorial race. Uh, Matt, fresh off uh, emerging victorious yesterday in the straw poll conducted at the Minnesota Republican Party's uh, state central committee meeting of their delegates. We're going to get an update on Matt's candidacy and uh, ah, various other things going on in uh, Minnesota politics. Uh, Matt Dean, as always, we appreciate your time on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. Well, it's great to be with you, Brad. Uh, I guess, uh, first off, uh, congratulations, uh, uh, emerging victorious on the straw poll. I'm sure you would concede with Election Day being uh, a little less than a year away, still too early to uh, declare this as uh, as you the ultimate victor, but certainly a, uh, a positive step to, to be certain. Well, absolutely. It's the Central Committee for the Republican Party, so there are a lot of faithful delegates. Uh, and these are the, the delegates of the delegates, so this is a, a an important group of people that we've been working very hard to connect with. And I just got off an 87-county and 87-day tour, and many of those folks I met with in their hometowns across the state of Minnesota. And, and uh, we had worked very hard for yesterday as as a very first uh, important first stop in this uh, in this election and uh, so we were very happy with the outcome but um, lots and lots and lots of uh, distance to go uh, but uh, it was a very nice uh, very nice win yesterday and very good meeting uh, for our party I, and I'm glad you brought that up too Matt because you'd indicated the year uh, 87 counties and uh, 87 days, obviously, that's a lot of folks to talk to. Depending upon, I guess, the state, where in the state you reside, uh, people have different concerns about uh, what's going on in the uh, political scenes. Some concerns, obviously, will overlap. I guess, what is kind of the general theme that you're getting as you uh, talk to all these people all across the state, Matt Dean? Sure. Number one, it's a big state, and it's, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very different. If you go to Pipestone County, it feels a lot like more like Montana than it does like Washington County feels more like Wisconsin. Sure. <laughs> and so you really do have to get out and see the different parts of the state. It was so interesting to visit people, particularly in greater Minnesota during harvest time, uh, and really talk about the importance of agriculture and manufacturing and how transportation fits in with that. So I, uh, at first, I thought 87 counties in 87 days doesn't sound too too tough. Uh, you know, I've traveled all over the state all my life, and uh, nothing seemed that very far apart from something else before. But it's like somebody snuck in here and made everything uh, bigger when, when right. I started chewing this uh, off one county at a time. Uh, but I'm very, very grateful that I did that because, you know, you see where people live. You talk to people you wouldn't normally talk to. They show you things and tell you things that you wouldn't see if you just met them at a GOP convention or if they came to St. Paul. So I'm very grateful for the opportunity to get out and do that. And uh, I did learn a lot. And I'd say the, the thing I learned the most is something that I picked up at the state fair. Uh, just hearing from people, I was there for 12 days and talked to you know hundreds and hundreds of people. And I started to pick up this vibe uh, that people are having that really uh, is kind of turned off by the partisanship uh, of the politics of partisanship. Sure. And if you, if you hear that, you'd think, well, he must be talking about liberals or uh, moderates or independents and absolutely not the case Uh, coming from conservatives, a very anti-partisan tone that, you know, your political, um, your political goals have really gotten in the way of my life because Mm. you've screwed things up. And 
the inability to get rid of Obamacare is case number one with that, where you see individual uh, senators and congressmen saying, you know, this is not uh, what I want, so I'm going to hold the rest of the country hostage until I get what I want. Sure. That kind of a thing really breaks through, and people are really fed up with that. They are hungry for leadership. They are tired of excuses. So uh, you wouldn't, being a uh, lifelong Minnesotan, Matt, uh, know this as well as anybody, and particularly being in the political arena, that a Republican has not won a statewide election since uh, Governor Pawlenty was reelected back in 2006. So that's going on 12 years now, Matt Dean. Uh, knowing what you know and going through the state, uh, how do we finally uh, break through and start winning some of these uh, statewide races? I mean, from your perspective, what what do you think has to be uh, accomplished to make that happen? Well, I think you have to get out and you have to talk to people and you have to have a message that resonates with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was down in a converted embers in Jackson, Minnesota, and I was very happy to hear that the last statewide candidate to be in that building was Tim Pawlenty. And I think that that sort of says that you have to have a message that will work in greater Minnesota that actually starts by listening to people. And if we divide the state in terms of greater Minnesota versus the metro or metro versus greater Minnesota, or if we are divided as a party, as a Republican, uh, we're not going to get there. You know, if you turn around and everybody following you looks like you, you are not going to win. So we are going to have to have lots of people. And the good news is, I think, for for Republicans is that after eight years of Mark Dayton and partisanship and politics above everything else, people are really hungry for some leadership that puts Minnesota first. I think that's the message that really is about solutions. And I believe our party really has better solutions that fit the values of the state of Minnesota. If we are very focused about that and we listen a lot and we work hard, I think we're going to win. Yeah, we're uh, honored to be joined by uh, Representative Matt Dean. He is a uh, House member out of uh, House District 38B of the White Bear Lake area, one of the uh, handful of uh, Republicans running for the nomination to be the candidate in the 2018 gubernatorial race. Uh, Matt, just want to switch gears uh, just uh, uh, a little bit here. Uh, I had read a Star Tribune article last week where, uh, speaking of Governor Dayton, he had indicated that Uh, despite being vindicated by the Supreme Court that his line-item veto of the legislative operating budget was constitutional, that uh, he's ready to move on from that, reinstate reinstate that budget, and try to have a uh, a successful final session. Um, Where does that stand at this point? Has he reinstated those, or is he still kind of holding those up until he gets some concessions from you? Because, you know, you're still still a legislator, technically, uh, Matt Dean. So uh, where does that stand at this point in time? Right now, it's exactly where the courts left it. Okay, uh, I was very uh, heartened to hear that Governor Dayton is, you know, kind of listening to the people that are really embarrassed by this. By the way, sure. Uh, when one branch of government gets out a chainsaw and tries to cut out the other branch, uh, that is, it's embarrassing. You shouldn't need a law to prevent it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm governor, you won't need a constitutional amendment or a law to prevent that because I ain't going to do that because sure. it's just it, it's bad for the state. Right. So I think it's bad. It's embarrassing. And I hope that he's, uh, you know, serious about that and that he will, in fact, follow through on that. I think were he to uh, force a government shutdown over this really petty uh, dispute Uh, I think that would probably be his legacy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think if I were a governor leaving after two terms, uh, after a long uh, public career, that I would want that to be my legacy. So uh, I sincerely hope that uh, that he is uh, genuine in that in that sentiment and that he does want to actually fix what's going on in the state and actually have a productive final session for his. Uh, gubernatorial career and his uh, in his public life. Uh, so I think that that's a, a good sign, and uh, we'll move forward and uh, uh, into the session. I think uh, some folks have said that they're discussing a special session to take care of this ahead of time. Sure. I would certainly be open to that, 
because I think it's going to be very important to start on a positive note uh, for his final session. We will have some things that we need to address uh, in the area of health care, particularly that uh, I don't want to see fall victim to political games and partisan uh, stuff. Once again, joined by our representative, Matt Dean. Uh, he is uh, here. Uh, he's also run, obviously running for governor, uh, vying to be the uh, Republican candidate in the 2018 gubernatorial race. So, Matt, got a couple minutes remaining. If you want to share with our listeners uh, some of the uh, uh, public appearances you'll be making where people can kind of find out more about you personally and then perhaps some of your social media presence where people can go immediately find out more about your stance and the issues, your campaign, whatnot, uh, feel free. Sure. If uh, you just want to Google Matt Dean for governor, you'll come right to the site and uh, you can get connected to the Facebook and Twitter uh, feeds directly from that for social media and really get involved with uh, a grassroots campaign. I can tell you that uh, we are really feeling a lot of momentum. We had a great week this week with Senator Rick Santorum coming into town to endorse and do a fantastic event at the Mall of America which was just unbelievable. Uh, Coming off of that, we finished our 87 counties in 87 days and uh, then into Brainerd this week for the straw poll and our state central committee for GOP. We had a fabulous week winning the straw poll. So we're feeling a lot of a momentum. Uh, But I'll tell you, this is not the cool kids table. This is not the establishment uh, pick. So if that's what you're looking for, you probably want to look elsewhere. But if you're looking for a grassroots campaign that's going to be run on authenticity and on the issues, uh, sign up at Matt Dean for Governor, and you will uh, you'll be part of a very fun campaign. And uh, we've got a lot of young people, we've got senior citizens, we've got everybody jumping in. Uh, it's a great fun campaign that uh, is not at the ground level. There's maybe two stories, but there's no elevator, so you can still get in on the fun part of this campaign as we're building it. Every day it gets bigger and better. We're building it with really, really good people uh, around the state, and it's bright green grassroots. It's all real. Thanks, Matt. Uh, We appreciate your time. Once again, uh, just Google Matt Dean for governor. It'll take you right to his website, and you can find out all his stance and the issues and perhaps public appearances where you can uh, meet Matt personally. I appreciate the time again, uh, Matt, and we will definitely catch you on the trail and hope to talk to you again soon. Happy to catch up with you anytime, Brad. Thanks for your time today on the show, and thanks for the listener. AM 1280, The Patriot. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-919-2348. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now, 1-800-919-2348. Again, that's 1-800-919-2348. Pain relief is here, and it's natural. You don't need all the negative side effects of ibuprofen when you have Relief Factor. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients, gives your body the help it needs to fight recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need Relief Factor. How do I know? Because I know. Because I've tried it. I've taken it. I'm thrilled with the results from Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. I take a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. My lower back pain gone. This stuff really works. And in fact, 80% of people who try the three-week quick start, which is the introductory offer, buy it again. 80%. So what do you have to lose except 20 bucks? Give it a shot. The 1995 uh, three-week quick start is waiting for you at relieffactor.com. If you don't think it's for you afterwards, just let them know and you're only out 20 bucks. But think of what life could be like without any pain. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 for Relief Factor. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, 
I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text RIP11 to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text RIP11 to 42424. That's RIP11 to 42424. Hey, welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment on the broadcast. And as me, Brad Carlson, thanks as always for tuning in today. And thanks to our guests, it was a Mattapalooza. National Political Walk, Matt Mikowiak on the first two segments. And then a Republican, Minnesota Republican gubernatorial candidate, Matt Dean, on for one segment this past one. Brandon, you a college football fan? I know you're an NFL fan. You a college football fan? Not so much? Maybe? The only college football team that I enjoy watching is Alabama. Okay. Well, they got into the college football playoffs. True. I predicted it. I predicted the Final Four after Ohio State beat Wisconsin. I said, okay, that's it. It's going to be Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. And uh, I was right. Uh, People people were pining for Ohio State to be in there because because they won the Big Ten Championship, of course. It's like, yeah, they're not going to be able to sweep under the rug. That 31-point drubbing at Iowa wasn't going to happen. So... uh, Anyways, uh, I I don't really have a a dog in the fight to be perfectly honest with you. It's uh, you know it is what it is. I just don't don't even really care. But um, there you have it. So it, it is those four teams. Uh, only got about five minutes left in the broadcast. Like I say, there was so much news this past week. If I had a, a two hour show, hint <laughs> hint, uh, I'd definitely be able to get it to it all. But <laughs> but uh, anyways, I did at least want to cover this flap over. Uh, Donald, the continuing Donald Trump and Elizabeth Warren feud. I mean, let's face it. Donald Trump is feuding with half of Congress. Doesn't matter the party. Doesn't matter the gender. Doesn't matter the race. That's why it's hilarious when people say Donald Trump is doing nothing but picking on women or people of color. No, he has feuds with everybody. Just go look at his Twitter feed and his feuds with fellow with Republican senators Bob Corker and Jeff Flake, both middle-aged white guys. So stop. He feuds with everybody. Well, I, I pick out this particular one because he had at the White House uh, some uh, World War II veterans that were the Navajo code talkers. And he said in front of these, front of these gentlemen, talked about, you know, we have a member of Congress. She's been here a while. Her name, uh, name is Pocahontas, which is the nickname that he's uh, given Elizabeth Warren because Elizabeth Warren, uh, before she ran for Senate in Massachusetts in 2012, it was revealed that while she was working at one of the Ivy League colleges, uh, that she had marked her ethnicity as being a minority, that she had some Cherokee in her. And apparently this stemmed from stories of lore that her family shared with her. Well, there there really is no evidence of that. And so Trump calls her Pocahontas to kind of chide her over that. And yes, to do so during an event honoring Navajo code talkers was buffoonish. And... What was worse is the ceremony was conducted in front of a portrait of President Andrew Jackson. Okay? He, the president who uh, signed the Indian Removal Act back in the 1800s. Yeah, that's a little tone deaf. So I, I, I don't sit there and, and take amusement in what President Trump was doing. It's silly, buffoonish, petulant, and again, to do it in front of a portrait of Andrew Jackson, tone deaf. Okay? I concede all of that. But this idea that Senator Warren is a sympathetic character in this whole thing, it's downright laughable. And and what's even more laughable is progressives who blindly defend her, they seem to be more offended by the nickname with which Trump chides her than they are about her falsely claiming her minority status to get ahead in life. So a middle-aged white lady claims minority status 
to get a cushier job at an Ivy League college and yet is elected to the Senate overwhelmingly out, out of Massachusetts. Okay, talk about white privilege. Okay, you want to talk about white privilege? Uh, Elizabeth Warren's pretty much exhibit A right there. And she later came out in response to this and and uh, drafted a letter saying, uh, you might have heard that Donald Trump likes to call me Pocahontas. He does it at Twitter, at rallies, and even in official White House meetings. But today, he stooped to a disgusting low. This afternoon in the Oval Office, Donald Trump was supposed to be honoring Navajo code talkers, American heroes who helped save the world from fascism and hate during World War II. Instead, Trump stood right next to those Native American war heroes and came after me with another racist slur. So Pocahontas is a racist slur? That, that, that's, that's, what, that's what caught my attention. It's a racist slur. So if that is true, that calling someone Pocahontas is a racist slur, then I would think you'd want to get to the bottom of whomever has the URL, Pocahontas.com. Why don't you go to Pocahontas.com once? Click on it. You know where it leads? It leads right to ElizabethWarren.com, her Senate campaign page. Now, this doesn't mean Elizabeth Warren owns the URL. I'm not saying that. Okay, anybody could buy a URL and have it redirect to wherever. So I'm not accusing Elizabeth Warren uh, of doing this. But there's no question that she's playing this up to Jen's sympathy. And you know what? She's playing right into Trump's hands. You know why? Because Trump keeps calling her this, and she says, well, how dare he use such a racist slur against me? And, and people look at her and say, wait a minute. Is, is, this, is this lady supposed to be a Native American? Really? And they do a little digging and find out that, yeah, yeah, it's rather dubious. Okay? To, to say, well, you know, I was just going off the stories my family told me, so I went off of these uh, family anecdotes, and therefore uh, I made this declaration that, you know, I do have some some Native Americans of Cherokee in me, and and I just went with it. And therefore, she was uh, had uh, minority status. And I got to tell you, any conservative woman that would do that, I'm sorry, would rhetorically be drawn and quartered. Could you imagine if someone like Sarah Palin did something like that, as loathed as she already is, and then to, to, to go that far? So, again, you want to talk about white privilege? There, there it is right there, Elizabeth Warren, Exhibit A, and she played right into Trump's hands because people look into this and they find out how this story uh, came to light, and it's like, oh, boy, yuck, that doesn't reflect too well on you, Senator Warren. <laughs> Anyways, AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all this is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-292-7796. That's 800-292-7796. 800-292-7796. Small businesses drive our nation's economy, employing about half of the country's private sector workforce. When you shop at local small businesses, you help the entire community thrive. Hi, I'm Congressman Jason Lewis. I support local small businesses for the good of our community. Let's help our neighbors thrive. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. 
Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-919-2348. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-2348. Again, that's 1-800-919-2348. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 